Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The South Coast End Zone Podcast. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. Welcome back, football fans of South Coast End Zone, the podcast with Standard Times sports editor Lori Lose. I'm digital sports editor Brennan Curie. How you doing today, Lori? I'm doing great. Ready for week three of the high school football slate? Yeah, it's already flying by the season. It is. You got out to your first game, though, this last week. Yeah, and boy, <laughs> it was quite the game. Uh, yeah, you started <laughs> off uh, with a bang there. Yeah, uh, you know, old Rochester coming to, to Dartmouth. Uh, huge night, you know, new turf field, kind of, you know, let's break it in. And, uh, you know, they went to overtime. You know, it was kind of one of those things that I said. Free to football. Both, yeah, you know, I said to both coaches afterwards, I said, boy, you know, like, this is going to be a memorable one when they talk about the first, uh, you know, varsity football game on, on the, the new turf at Dartmouth Stadium. I mean, it was just two teams, you know, basically just showcasing what they have on offense. Um, you know, there were a few defensive plays uh, that were made, but just mostly offense. You know, I mean, it was uh, uh, Dylan Pacheco was huge for, for Dartmouth. I mean, this kid, I didn't think he was that good. Like, I know, you know what I mean? Like, but I mean, yeah, he I haven't ha- seen him yet this year. Yeah. I thought I'm going to practice, but I mean, it's kind of hard to he's, judge. He's got yeah. some good size and, and, you know, I mean, he can take a hit and, you know, and he's also got some pretty good speed as well. Um, I was I was really, really impressed with him. He even had a halfback option pass for a touchdown. Um, you know, he was kind of, you know, really stood out on Dartmouth's side. And then uh, old Rochester, Jackson Cody, I mean, this kid is – he's hungry and he was – excited to be out there I know you know the last couple of years you you know there's been a lot of talk about you know old Rochester's top running backs and I feel like he's kind of been overshadowed um you know even though he had a big role last year um you know when they had the the injury to Will Garcia um but he still I don't think maybe got the respect that that he deserved and he came out and really made a statement and he scored their last two touchdowns he scored the game tying touchdown and then the game winning in overtime so he really just kind of you know, carried them down the stretch. So it was, it was, it was, exci- it was an exciting game. It really was. I mean, you know, as a reporter, sometimes you don't want games to go to overtime. <laughs> You're sitting there saying, oh, I mean, you know, but it was, uh, it was definitely a, a thriller. And, you know, everybody there that was in the stands on both sides were, you know, excited about the game. And, and it was How just was the crowd for the four o'clock start. It, uh, it was slow arriving. Um, you know, it was, it, there was people there early, but it wasn't until I'd say, like halftime that it really started to fill in. That's um, what I noticed in yeah. week one when I covered a four o'clock game too, was yeah, halftime was when it really started to feel like a game. Yeah, like a you know, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, because obviously the band at Dartmouth is huge, you know, a lot of people come see the band, so I think people were trying to get there right, you know, for halftime starting mm-hmm. for that and then, you know, for the second half. But, uh, you know, I know when I was out on the field. Yeah, Dartmouth's a game where people show up just for halftime. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, some people do. Um, but, you know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, looking back from being on the field, 
field and and just look it up there i mean it was it was packed like there was a there was a good crowd a lot of students which i didn't know you know with a lot of other you know sports being played also friday around that time you know you don't know I if think you're old gonna rochester get... every one of their other teams was playing or at least other main you know yeah. soccer and field hockey yeah and, yeah, and uh balls. but there was a good there was a good uh spread on both sides so uh you know it was definitely an exciting game um you know dartmouth kind of came up a little bit short you know they uh you know they were they were going down and they were driving to score and um, uh, Dylan Thomas ended up uh, intercepting uh, um, Nolan Ellis. Uh, you know and they 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 could have scored there and they could have won the game. But now Dartmouth's zero and two. You know kind of thinking what do we do next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, you know and I know they haven't been zero and two in a long time. Buddy Buddy had it in his notebook. Uh, you know that's actually uh, online right now. Um, that uh, that it's been a while since they've been zero and two. I think it was. Uh, um, 2010 is the last wow. time they started off 0 and 2, and that year they ended up going 4 and 7 um, that season. So, um, the big thing with Dylan Pacheco, he, he becomes the first Dartmouth player to score multiple touchdowns in back-to-back games to start a season since Jordan Todman uh, did it in uh, 2007. Wow, Chris Martin didn't do that. No, not in back-to-back games to start the season. So so there's a little bit of bright spot there. I mean, the offense looked good. You know, defense, though, they gave up, you know, the 33 points. Did Uh, one defense look like it was closer to being together than the other? um, I I mean, I feel like old Rochester's defense made a couple more big plays than, than Dartmouth's defense. Um, you know, they had the... Although the, Dartmouth's offense actually had more yards than old Rochester's, yeah, right? Yeah, So it was kind of the... the what do you say? The bend but don't break? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was... looking. I mean, it really was two offenses that kind of, for the most part, did what they wanted. There was a few turnovers here and there, but, you know, it was mostly... You know, offenses going kind of head to head. It was pretty much all rushing too. Was there a whole uh, lot there of There was passing? some passing. Um, Eric Vieira had a had a, God, we have a hundred or one hundred and ten receiving yards. Um, so so Nolan Ellis, you know, he, he had a big game, and then also um, you know having that halfback option pass. I think that was can't remember how many yards it was for off the top of my head from uh, from Pacheco, but uh, but they were able to throw the ball pretty well. Um, you know, I mean, it was overall. I mean, it was mostly rushing on both sides, but there was there was some passing. Um, and I think a little bit more in the first half um, for Ryland Thomas, he he kind of you know didn't he didn't he didn't pass as much in the second half, which I think they felt like they had more success with uh, Jackson Cody, so they kind of went with him. Um, but I was impressed with with uh, Cody. I mean, he took a couple bumps too. You know, he said he t- rolled his ankle a little bit. He came off limping off, and then and then he also had some. Um, some cramps too, which a lot of the kids seemed like they had. There was a lot of a lot of cramping going on. I don't know if it was because the the extra uh, the the game being longer, you know, the extra mm. uh, what is it a minute minute per quarter, or yep. for some some teams two minutes. But uh, you know, it just seemed like it. You know, in the overtime, it just seemed like there was a lot of like timeouts for kids kind of being helped off Some the more field. water bottles at school yeah everyone. you know in old rochester you know there was, it was their opener so um and i'm sure they're excited to to kind of have that game under their belts especially uh where they're going to a Poniquit this week um you know friday at four o'clock and Poniquit was off last week you know they had the bye after week one um you know beating middleborough and that and it was the same deal there a lot of offense and not a lot of defense for the lakers so yeah we'll see if either <laughs> one of these defenses shows up yeah. or uh you know, we're looking at another barn burner. Yeah, I mean, and, and the crazy part about this is for both uh, Old Rochester and Aponiquit, I mean, this is their SEC openers, but 
this could be the title right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, their first uh, real conference game. And right now it looks like it could be between them. I mean, I know Voke is, is, is having a great start to the year as well. But, you know, um, I feel like whoever wins this matchup will kind of have that inside track. And then, yeah, you know. And then DR is always tough. And, DR yeah. is usually always tough. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know exactly who they have back. Um but uh, but this should be a, a, a great game. Brennan's actually going to be at this game. It so should, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. First chance to see the Bulldogs in action, and yep. uh, you know, I'm interested to see uh, you know which one of these teams. Seems like the big question is, you know, whose defense can can yeah. be make the plays. adequate, yeah. even or, yeah. you know, or you know, hold its own. Yeah. Because um, it seems like both teams can uh, can certainly score. Yes. And uh, there'll be a lot of offensive fireworks. Yeah. So uh, get your pens ready and and bring a big notepad too, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. That'll be about four ones. o'clock at Aponequin. Yep, yeah. Yep. So and that'll, so that'll be uh, the Lakers' home opener. Yes, the Lakers' uh, home as opener. well. And so uh, Old Rogers still hasn't gone home yet. So no, no. And I think Aponequin after this, they're on the road for two uh, two straight weeks. So uh, you know they're home and then they're they're uh, they're gone um, for a couple weeks and then uh, Old Rochester. I'm not sure. I think their home opener might be next week. Um, I feel like they seems like they're due for a home game. Yeah, I think they have a game next week at home. So, uh, but yeah, that should be that's kind of the you know mar- marquee game of the week. You know, yeah, we uh, do have a new vote out there though, so people uh, yeah. can go on southcoasttoday.com or go on any of our social medias, and you'll see a link. Yep. Uh, we're kind of asking fans, you know, what they think the biggest game of the week is, and, and uh, see if they agree with. Uh, you yeah, know. <laughs> you know, we think it's uh, Lakers uh, Bulldogs, but you know, we'll see what uh, other people have to think. So yeah, and it's funny because sometimes. Sometimes these games, you know, you think something's going to be, you know, a big, big game or, or a close game, and then you go out there and it's not close. And then mm-hmm. another game where they're like, oh, I didn't know that was going to be, you know, a great matchup, and it turns out to be. So, you Speaking know. of unexpected blowouts, I think we both thought Vogue Tech was going to beat Fairhaven, but I don't <laughs> think we thought it was going to be 57 to nothing. No, that was shocking. Uh, I have to say that when I got the, the text that it, that was the final score, I was like, Oh my God! I cannot believe that score. Um, you know, it's, well, every uh, team should be signing up Jordan Tomlin to give their pregame speeches. You know, maybe maybe he doesn't need to be an assistant coach anymore. anymore. <laughs> he can uh, just or go around. Maybe we all should be putting money on Jacksonville University football this yeah, year. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, Jordan Tomlin flew up uh, to help his brother Justin Cruz with a little uh, pregame, uh, I guess. Uh, Speech slash, you know, hyping them up, yeah, you know, uh, exciting stuff. But uh, I mean, they just came out and they just dominated. You know, uh, offense, defense. I mean, the defense. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I want to say it was like twelve total yards of offense for Fairhaven. I feel like that stands out too. I don't know if it was two passing and and, Owen Sabula, their main running back, had negative yards. Yeah, I mean, it was like. Just and and that that comes after the week one where they only gave up what was it one or two first downs um and that I went over two, southeastern yeah. so I mean the defense has pitched two shutouts yep. you know I mean as we can talk about the offense what we don't know is how good southeastern and Fairhaven are yes that is, that is the key and that's what we'll find out this week is when uh, Vogue Tech hosts uh, Somerset Berkeley Saturday at noon um, Somerset Berkeley always good I feel like as as long as I've been here they've always been good. I don't know how good they're going to be this year. Um, they actually ended up uh, starting the season off uh, week one with a loss to Durfee. So maybe they're a little down. Who knows? Um, and then they had a bye this past week. So they've only had one game and they've lost. So is this the measuring stick? I don't know. It might be. It's it probably be. at least more a measuring yes. stick. Yeah. You know, um, I have to imagine they're better than either of the two teams they've played so far. Yes. Yes. I would assume. We, we kind of knew Fairhaven was in for a little yeah. bit of a rough season this year. They had good numbers overall, but they were young. Yep. They didn't have a lot of experience. There was a lot of freshmen and sophomore on the roster. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it wasn't 
totally expected to be the no. you know the strongest Fairhaven team we've seen yeah. in recent and, years. I mean, Ethan Almeida, this kid, um, he has scored a pair of touchdowns in each of his two first games, and he's also scored. Uh, he's also thrown three touchdown passes to lead all the area um, quarterbacks. So, I mean, this kid has had a hand in what is that seven seven touchdowns? Yeah. Um, how many how many quarterbacks have played two games? I'm trying to think who's played two quick games. Dartmouth has Dartmouth. Dartmouth and who else? Uh, who else has two? Stang, Stang has, and that's that it, it for locals. Yeah. yeah. So, so it is only a list kind of, of three quarterbacks. Yeah, it's who've kind had of two games. it's kind of weird though. Like that. Like we're two weeks in. You know, this is the third week of the season, and teams have already had a bye. Like yeah. week one. Almost or week everyone's two. yeah. Like yeah. Said, only three te- three out of our nine teams have played two games. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of strange this year that that's the, that's the case. But uh, I mean, you know, Volk Tech in their first two games have outscored the competition ninety two to zero. You know, they're averaging forty six points per game. So uh, I think it was the first time that 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 a Volk team has a. Uh, you know, has had this kind of record. Um, I think Buddy had said in uh, how many years was it? It, it was a while. Uh, 2011. That was the last time um, Vogue Tech started 2-0 and um, in a season. They ended up finishing 6-5. and So I think this week will be a lot better of a measuring stick. Like, I, you know, I feel like Vogue is good. But like They're how definitely good better are... than we thought, but like, yes. are they championship good yes. or are they just pretty good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be yeah. a big question. So, um, and I think we'll find out. I think this week will be a good kind of measuring stick, and mm-hmm. then um, I'm thinking, I feel like next week is when they play Fairhaven. I don't have the whole schedule in front of me. I'm not Fairhaven. Um, play Old Rochester. I feel like they either play Old Rochester or Pontiquet next week. Like I feel like so that the, then we'll really yeah, get yeah, to then we'll test, really yeah. get to see it. So. Um, so that game is on Saturday at noon, uh, Somerset Berkeley at Vogue Tech. Um, and since we we're talking about Fairhaven, it doesn't get any easier uh, for, the, for the Blue Devils. They go to Seekonk uh, Friday for a rare 6:30 game. It still hasn't been moved. Apparently, there's no mosquitoes in Seekonk. Or well, I mean, if Case didn't move its game, you know, it's in Swansea. You know, yeah, um, same territory. So uh, you know, you know, uh, and uh, Seekonk is two and zero. This year, um, they've started off the year with back-to-back wins. They've outscored their competition seventy-five to twenty-five, so they're putting points up on the board. Um, and the defense. Who were their first two opponents? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Of course, you're going to ask me that, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that in front of me. Um, but uh, you know, they're they're off to well, a. Because you could look at it and go, "Oh, Wareham's one and zero, and they scored twenty-eight points. You know, that scored some points. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's always good to look at you know, who the opponent is sometimes. Yeah, last night when I was getting my notes together uh, to do our voting. It should be noted, Lori comes into these podcasts with pages and pages of notes, and I I have a water bottle, and I'm I'm empty-handed. One of us does a lot more research and work. Oh, no, I didn't do as much this week. Mostly, uh, you know, I'm going to do more research when we leave today, you know. But I I don't really feel like I need to do much more because I'm already beating. I'm undefeated. Can we just talk about this for a second? You're not undefeated. Yes, I am. Uh, I thought you picked against Stang. Yeah. You picked Cardinal Spellman. Yeah, and oh, and Spellman won. No, I thought I picked nothing. one up on you this week. No, no, Cardinal Spellman beat Stang. Yeah, yeah, they beat Stang. No, then what was? No, I went undefeated. Oh again. no, you picked Stang. No, you had one wrong this week. No, I picked I picked Spellman because I said I don't think I don't think Stang is gonna win. All right, everybody, Brennan's gonna look this up. I don't think I don't think he uh, I don't think he had it right here. So we'll see. Um, but we might as well talk about. Staying right. I mean, they uh, they're at Middleborough on Friday, 4 p.m. Uh, Staying is coming off that loss to Cardinal Spellman, where they were shut out in that game. Really, really tough, tough game. 
Um, not much went right. I know they, you know, uh, Dennis Golden said they were able to move the ball, um, but just couldn't get anything, you know, couldn't make any plays to, to, to score um, that game or really get close to scoring. And they're facing a Middleborough team. I was the other way around. I got it wrong because I picked Stang. Oh, I, knew, so, I knew we had one game different. I thought I had actually picked So Stalin. what does that mean? I'm so undefe- I have three losses now. And I'm undefeated. Yeah, well, okay. you just keep picking against those locals, and uh, you'll stay undefeated. <laughs> oh, Brendan, I didn't pick against all the locals. <laughs> you know, you just have to you have to kind of do some research here. Um, but, yeah, so staying is at uh, Middleborough. Uh, Middleborough opened the season with that loss to Pontiquet, 42-26 in week one, and then the Sachems were actually on a bye last week. So they've only been out there once, so they've had a, you know, a little bit of time to reg- you know, kind of regroup from that loss to a Pontiquet. Um, you know, I feel like maybe the, I, I, you saw Middleborough. Um, they and got you saw a heck Stang. of a quarterback. I mean, what, uh, what do you Timmy, think? Uh, so, I mean, I, <laughs> they're going to have trouble defending Middleborough's pass game. They yeah. have a very good quarterback. Timmy Crowley is very good. They had several different receivers. They had like a handful, four yeah, or five I know different you were excited about receivers him uh, who were pretty dangerous. Uh, their defense did not look that good. Uh, so this could easily be another shootout. Uh, you know, it's a little hard to judge because I feel like I kind of got staying against yep. an abnormal opponent. Um, you know, so obviously you just look at their week one and their week two scores and you can see how much the opponent yep. matters in terms of the result. Uh, you know, but they have a bunch of different weapons. Uh, I think I mentioned last week on the podcast, uh, Frank uh, hernandez Manon. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, looked to me like their most explosive back. And, you know, the guy who, you know, I, I, might, I might lean on a little more than the others, but Figueroa actually let him in yards that game. Yeah. You know, so it's a little hard to tell. Um, and then, you know, it would be interesting to see, you know, how good they actually, the passing game looked because they were fairly efficient in the passing game, but that was against a very undisciplined team. So against a more disciplined team that maybe gets a little more of a pass rush, uh, you know, it stays a little cl- closer to the receivers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Middleborough, I, I would probably at this point, you know, we don't have to pick yet, but I'd probably be leaning towards <laughs> Middleborough. But, uh, you know, we'll see as we get closer. I obviously was, uh, you know, too impressed with Stang after week one, heading into week two. Yeah. Uh, picked up against Spellman, which uh, you know, which is a game that they won the week the year before. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, kind of where this Stang team stacked up against last year's team, and that was probably you know our first yardstick there. Yeah, and uh, so that game is a Friday. Uh, Bishop Stang is at Middleborough at four p.m. Um, I. We'll go back. Let's let's rewind to Thursday. Uh, Old Colony has a, a rare Thursday game. Um, I guess I don't know if it was scheduling for officials or what was behind it. Um, but they're playing at Keith Tech, um, which is one and one. They're one and zero. Oh. Uh, they're coming off a, a win this past week, uh, where they had a bunch of different guys score. I think four different players combined for their six touchdowns. Uh, Jarrett Taylor and Tom Stanton each scored twice for them. Um, so, you know, they've got a lot of experience back and they got a lot of weapons back. Not too sure. I haven't done too much research on Keefe Tech. Um, I think in the past they, they've been, they've, when they've played them, it's been, I want to say it's been pretty even with, uh, you know, Keefe Tech. I'm not too, too sure. Um, I actually thought they usually beat them, but yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's been closer. Like, I don't yeah. think they've, they've dominated them. You know, um, the, like, you know, some teams that, like, they've played. Like, last week, I mean, they, they won pretty. Yeah, I think that game was kind of over early on. Um, so that game is uh, Old Colony at Keefe Tech uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. Um, and then we'll fast forward to Saturday. Um, there's a couple more big games. Um, I guess the big, big one is uh, New Bedford is at home, a uh, home opener against yeah, Whit- Whitman Hanson. I know, finally. It feels like it's been forever since they, uh, they had the bye last week. Uh, that game's at 1 o'clock. Uh, New Bedford opened the, the, win, uh, the year with a win over Taunton week one, 
then had the bye last week. Um, and they're facing a, a Whitman Hansen team that's been outscored uh, 54 to 31 in uh, back-to-back losses to start the season. So uh, Brennan will be at this game as well. Uh, so you'll get to see Nigel Palmer. And, I will, uh, hopefully. And, uh, and the Shahid Barrows. Yeah, uh, and yeah. some, some of the other guys. And, uh, you know, see if they can kind of make Ethan it two. Ethan Madero's the quarterback. So. Yeah, to make it two in a row. Um, you know, I know there's a, a lot of excitement around New Bedford this year, um, you know, especially where they started off the, the season with with that big win up in Taunton. You know, um, feels like that was so long <laughs> so long ago. But uh, they had, they've had two weeks to prepare for this one, so. Um, and that game was moved to, to Saturday because of the Triple E. Yep. Um, so originally, and they've not moved their next week's, the following week's game. Yeah. to Saturday. As yeah. Well. So, so so they'll basically finish out September playing on Saturdays. Yeah, and and you know we've noticed a lot of teams are either moving up to four or they're moving you know Saturday at one o'clock. So. Yeah. What were your thoughts on uh, on the Case Diamond situation? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I mean, Did you pick a side. I I think I would probably um, side. With forfeiting, uh, I mean, not that I want to say forfeiting, but like, you know, if they with don't not feel wanting to play, play, yes, yes, on Friday night, yes, and putting the kids' safety over a win or a loss in in a game, uh, just because, I mean, this is real. You know, Tripoli is real. You know, we just had somebody die in Fairhaven, and when they contracted it. They died with, with less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. You still know. a person in a coma in Rochester. Yeah, 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 you know, I mean, one of the cases is a five-year-old girl, um, you know, in, in Massachusetts, and I have a five-year-old daughter. Like, it, you know, sometimes, you know, it worries me that, you know, we could just be out and, you know, it takes the wrong mosquito to, to, to bite you and, you know, you're it's over. You know what I mean? Game over. And, um, you know. And Swansea, where case is located, is under the moderate risk. But yes. that's the same as Dartmouth. Yes, and Dartmouth which, has decided to move its game early yeah. season games. You know, we're all kind of waiting for that frost to come. Right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. first frost. So wanna, teams aren't trying to postpone too far down the road. No, other than a Pontiac. I mean, and the thing about it is, 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 I mean, it's it's for for the safety, you know, and it's unfortunate that they couldn't come up with a compromise, you know, that that where you know that they could meet kind of in four the middle. o'clock on Friday or yep. one o'clock on Saturday. Or, yeah, something like that. Um, but you know. Uh, I mean, it, it's, you know, like we were just talking here, Fairhaven is going to Seekonk. You know, I don't know how, how do people feel about that? You know, like the yeah. Fairhaven side, you know. Are Even they, the fans, too. I mean, yeah. The fans are put in the same situation, too. Are you, like, are you not going to bring your kids to see the game now because yeah. you're worried about it? You, you know, know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know. it's kind of a, you know, we haven't really been in this kind of position before. It's kind of uncharted territory because it's like we don't know, you know. Um, I know in the past when we've had this, it's kind of, it hasn't been as bad. With the Triple E, you know, yep. when we had it, was it six or whatever it was, how many years 2012, ago? 2012, I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, so yeah, six, seven, seven years, years ago. ago yeah. um, you know, and it, and it seemed like it was over quick. Um, this, it just seems like it keeps lingering on because we haven't had that first frost. And more and more, you know, people are coming down with Triple E, and it seems like, you know, they have more samples that are testing positive, And it's just, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, the safety um, – you know, people's safety is more important than the game. Um, you know, and, and it's unfortunate they couldn't come up with. Some and all kind we're of really talking about is the game time too. We're not yeah. even talking about like, you know, Play. actually canceling the game. Yeah. We're saying just move it by three hours, yes. two and a half hours, depending on when yes. it was originally scheduled. Yeah. yeah. Um, up to four o'clock, and I know that means that some parents miss the first half, but <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> that's uh, yeah. you know, and, and small I, sacrifice to make. Uh, you know, to make sure that everyone's safe and healthy. And, yeah, and and I I think it's. You know, I mean, it, it 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 blows my mind when people are saying, "Well, there's no issue here in Swansea, or there's no issue here in Dartmouth, or wherever it's just moderate and it's not in critical." Or, but 
mosquitoes don't stop at a town line and say, I'm not going to go into, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go into Dartmouth or I'm not going to go oh, into, I, you know what I mean? I'm like, a Freetown mosquito. <laughs> I don't go into you Dartmouth. Know, um, <laughs> it just, you know, I don't know if that, that's really the case. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I am assuming that, you know, mosquitoes fly all over the place, you know, and it just, um, you know, and I, I just, I mean, maybe it's the mother in me, but but I would definitely side on the, the air of caution, um, you know, especially where it comes to the games. I mean, if I was a Fairhaven parent, um, I don't know what I would do, you know. I mean, you know, I guess, you know, I'd, I'd you know, tons of bug spray, put the, you know, even those little wristbands on um, that have the bug spray that, that like. Well, we're probably going to yeah. find out in like 20 years what all the bug spray and yes. all the wristbands did to us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, so I don't know. We'll see if, about that. Um, but there is one more game on the schedule. We don't want to forget about the Indians. Um, they're going to go for their first win uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock uh, at Attleboro, um, who was also winless. Um, they ended up losing to Milford last uh, in, last week by seven points. Um, and Dartmouth, I mean, you know, they looked good last week. It was just, you know, kind of one of those games where it's like old Rochester just made one more play or two more plays, you know, mm-hmm. and when you really get to overtime and the both teams have a shot at scoring it, I mean, it really just kind of comes down to, you know, just getting in there, just kind of finishing and capitalizing and, and that interception late was key. Um, but you know, Dartmouth was down in that game. Old Rochester was up early and Dartmouth showed resilience and ended up coming back and, and, uh, taking their first lead in the second half. And like I said, Dylan Pacheco looked awesome. Um, Nolan Ellis looked like he was running, you know, running their offense. Um, Eric Vieira, you know, had a huge game receiving. He also had a big game on defense as well. Um, you know, they have a they have a good amount of core guys that uh, that are going to make some big plays for them this year. So, um, you know, I I would assume that they would uh, you know kind of be in, in in it again this week, and you know, hopefully they can pull out that win at Attleboro. And that game is uh, two o'clock on Saturday. So I think that's and, uh, uh, so. Attleboro's a team that beat them what twenty-one to seven was it last I, year? I think so. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was so a couple touchdowns. So. Yeah, it was a, f- a few touchdowns in that one. So uh, so we'll see. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd hate to see them start the year zero and three, especially where they have that you know a pretty talented group there. Um, but yeah, that's our slate of games. We have one on Thursday, and it looks like one, two, three, four, four on Friday, um, and then the three on Saturday. So it's a uh, kind of an action-packed. Uh, week for football yeah we finally kind of get everyone going this is like yes. the first week we're kind of like everyone is playing and so. of course i'm not going to be around i'm actually going to a, a wedding out of the area so brennan's far gonna be, far out of the area yes, far uh, away from tripoli <laughs> yes um but brennan will uh, be here holding down the fort it and, is uh, wedding season that's why i didn't, wasn't able to cover anything last weekend i was at a wedding so. yes so uh so uh yep uh you know but i'll be uh keeping my finger on the pulse of uh everything going on and uh you know, we'll be back at they it. You got right? Wi-Fi down in Puerto Rico, right? I, I think so. You know, I think, but maybe I might just turn mine off and really. Uh, I got no kids. No, unplug. No kids for uh, three nights and oh, four I would days. Definitely so, unplug. Yeah, so maybe there'll be some unplugging to be done. So, um, but good luck to all the teams, and uh, you know, this is a big week. Everybody's yeah, playing. Finally, everyone's playing. We kind, uh, you know, some of these teams we kind of really get to see them up against you know, more legitimate competition and, uh, you know, we can finally really measure where some of these teams are and what they need to improve on and, you know, kind of what the, uh, you know, best case scenario and worst case scenarios are for some of these teams. Yeah. And uh, like we said earlier, there is a vote going on right now. Uh, Vote for your, your, what you think is the game of the week. Um, You know, we're going to try and do this each week to kind of gauge and see, uh, you know, what everybody's excited about. Like, you know, which game are you most excited about? So far, 
Or it is the eponic, but OR was winning when I checked uh, before we uh, came in here to record this. But Old Colony uh, Keith Tech was uh, on its heels. So, yeah. You know, make sure you get out and vote uh, if you think there's a game that's the best game yeah. this week. And then, uh, as always, we'll be putting up our score predictions on Thursday. And then in there, you can vote on who you think will win. And hopefully and one of these how weeks, you match up. I'll pick up uh, some games on Lori here. I don't know. I thought I picked up one this week, but are apparently gonna, I fell behind another are game. You, are you going to forfeit or what? So I'm three. Be- oh, no, I'll beat you still. I'm only three <laughs> games behind. All right. Uh, I, I've made bigger comebacks than that before. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, I think you're still looking for your first ever season win. Yeah, well, that's because I was going against Buddy for all those years. All those years, you know, and then buddy. we tied last year. Yeah, so. Well, I was on maternity leave, so. You know. Yeah, so you were you weren't conflicted, you know, you didn't have any bad info. You could, you had all week to just sit and pick your winners every yeah, week. Yeah, the rest of us were putting out seven newspapers every week. Yeah, it was but, a breeze. Uh, you can listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. We're on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, or Apple Music, I think they're calling it now. Um, you know, wherever you get your your podcast, listen to this podcast. Sometimes we're listed under South Coast Today. Um, but sometimes it is under uh, South Coast End Zone. And you can read all of our football coverage in the Standard Times and on SouthCoastToday.com. And you can follow along on Fridays and Saturdays and occasional Thursdays on Twitter at SC underscore Varsity and on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA uh, and on Instagram at, yeah. at SC Varsity. No underscore, though, on Instagram. We just wanted to See, challenge like- you. A little bit. Make sure that our uh, listeners and readers are really following along. Yeah, we got some really good videos this past week at the Dartmouth Old Rochester game, and I think people are pretty excited about it. Yep, and there's some videos from week one up there, too, and we'll have some week three videos up there, too. So uh, keep following along. And, uh, you know, if you have anything you want us to cover, anything good ideas, uh, we have some forms out there, too. On a lot of our stories, there's a form you can fill out if you have a good story idea. We're always looking for those. Uh, So until next time, uh, enjoy the football. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.